Well, hello, brothers and sisters. I am Daniel Morgan of Go Ye Harvest Outreach Ministry. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, brothers and sisters, we truly have much to be thankful for. We can thank God that he has given us the strength. He has given us the mind, a sound mind, a peace and love one without fear so that we can get through the trials, the tribulations, and the troubles that come at us in this life. You know, Jesus himself said that in this life, we are going to have tribulations. We're going to have troubles and problems, but Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So brothers and sisters, we are very thankful that you have taken time to watch this video recording as we continue to look at the fruits of the spirit and our last three uh, recordings we get an introduction and then we talked about the first three fruits of the spirit which are love joy and peace in this particular recording brothers and sisters we are going to be looking at the fruit of the spirit of forbearance or also called long suffering or patience and so we'll be looking at uh, that particular fruit but before we do that, let me just say that uh, we say that the Holy Spirit has given us the fruits of the Spirit so that we can live our lives, we can walk in the Spirit, we can live our lives under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We can live our lives, brothers and sisters, in holiness and in sanctification. And so you say, hmm, holiness. Yes, I did say holiness. Because the word of God says in Hebrew chapter 12, verse 14, that we are to follow peace with all men for holiness without no man shall see the Lord. So, yes, we are to live our lives in holiness because without holiness, we shall not see the Lord. Also, if you recall, brothers and sisters, uh, we read to you the scripture from 1 Peter um, chapter 1, verse 15 through 16 where it says, be just as he who called you is holy. So be holy in all that you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Okay, brothers and sisters, so that's the be holy. And then we also say that in order to live our lives according to the fruits of the Spirit, we must also live our lives in, in, uh, in uh, sanctification. But what does the word of God, brothers and sisters, say over there in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13? It says, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through the belief in the truth. So yes, brothers and sisters, we are to live lives of sanctification because we're also told over in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, and that is what some of you were. You were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And then, brothers and sisters, Jesus himself says in John uh, chapter 17, verse 17, he says, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Okay, brothers and sisters? So the Holy Spirit 
gives us the fruit of the Spirit so that we can live our lives in such a way that it is pleasing and acceptable to God, lives of holiness and sanctification. Amen and glory to the Lord God, our Father. So brothers and sisters, in our first recording, if you may recall, we did the introduction and then we went on and we talked about the first group, which is love. And in talking about the first group, which is love, we said that God demonstrated his love for us. You know, over there in Romans chapter 5, it says that God demonstrated his love for us in this. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then also, brothers and sisters, we, we stated that favorable, that favorite uh, verse, John chapter 3, verse 16, where it says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have eternal life. And this is how we demonstrate love. This is how God demonstrated love for us. And then we talked about how, how we demonstrate this love. And we said that if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, Paul tells us how we live our lives in love. You know, love does not boast. It is not e easily angered. Love is patient. All those things that the Apostle Paul talks about regarding how we live our lives, demonstrating the love of God. And then, brothers and sisters, in our second recording, we address the fruit of the spirit of joy. You know, we talked about that unspeakable joy, that joy that we get when we just have a relationship with God the Father, that glorious, inexpressible joy that comes through us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the uh, prophet Nehemiah said it this way, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And then Psalms number 30, verse 5 says, weeping may endure for the night, but what does it say, brothers and sisters? Joy comes in the morning. Amen. And then, brothers and sisters, in our third recording, we visited the fruit of the spirit of peace. We talked about peace. And we said, brothers and sisters, that regardless of the issues, the trials, the tribulations, the problems of life that come our way, we can find peace in God. We can find peace in our Lord Jesus Christ, you know. You know, but in order to get this peace of God, we said that one must surrender. We must surrender all of our problems, our cares to Jesus. And this does not mean we take a nonchalant attitude about it. It just simply means we trust in God because he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, but my peace I give unto you. That's what our Lord Jesus said. He gives us his peace. And that can be found over there in uh, John chapter 14, verse 27. And then Philippians 4, 7 tells us, And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And we allow the peace of God to just dwell within us, surrender all, then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. We can't even understand this peace, but we are given this peace by the Holy Spirit when we surrender and trust in God. And then, brothers and sisters, what does the Word of God tell us over there in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6? It tells us, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, 
and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You know, brothers and sisters, Jesus is our Mighty God. He is our Prince of Peace. Amen to the glory of God. Now, brothers and sisters, just, hey, just having uh, a quick reference back to those other three fruits of the Spirit, let's move on now and talk about the fourth fruit of the Spirit, which is forbearance. You know, if you were to look up in a dictionary or Google the word forbearance, you will come up with five definitions of what forbearance means, as you will see. Uh, printed there when you Google this or you look this up. Forbearance can mean patience, and I love that one, patience. Uh, actually, the NIV uses the word patience instead of the word forbearance, but uh, patience, as you know, is a capacity to, the capacity to accept or tolerate delays, troubles, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Don't you just love that? And that particular uh, word patient is also used in the English Standard Version. It's used in the Amplified Bible, and it is used in the Complete Jewish Bible. And then the other word that you will see there, brothers and sisters, regarding forbearance is self-control. And self-control is defined as the ability to control oneself, in particular one's emotions and the desires of the expression of them in one's behavior especially in difficult situations. Brothers and sisters, we have to exhibit self-control and patience if we're going to live our lives in ways that are pleasing and acceptable to God. Patience and self-control being two of the definitions that we are given for the word forbearance. And then, brothers and sisters, we have that word tolerance. Tolerance is also a, another word that can be used in place of forbearance. And what does it say that tolerance means? Well, tolerance is the ability or the willingness to tolerate something. In particular, the existence of opinions or behavior that does not necessarily agree with yours. We're going to tolerate this. We're going to tolerate that. That is to say, we're going to put up with it. We're going to we're going to tolerate with it. But God is very tolerant of us. God, because of his forbearance, his long-suffering, his patience, his tolerance, he endures us. Even when we are yet in our sins, he tolerated us until we came to repentance, until we came to have a relationship with him. And even as children of God, you know, sometimes we continue to stumble and fall, or we may have those sins in our lives that for whatever reason we have not let go yet. Brothers and sisters, I'm talking about Daniel. You see, because God tolerated my continuing particular sins for a long time, he was patient with me. He was long-suffering with me. He endured me until he brought me to that point where I totally surrendered. But you know what? The Word of God does say that God is long-suffering. He's tolerant. He's patient with us because it brings us to repentance. And brothers and sisters, I can say for myself, that this is true because, because God tolerated me. He endured with long suffering the things in my life that were not pleasing to him. But you know what, brothers? It finally broke me and brought me to that point where I was overwhelmed with a sense of guilt, repentance, begging and crying out to God to please forgive me because though, because though I had known him for all of my years, 
I had taken advantage of his love, his grace, and his mercy. I knew of his love, I knew of his grace, I knew of his mercy, but I took advantage of it. Because sin, having taken root, did not want to let go. This, this particular sin had taken root and, and, and had become friends that had been there for a long time. But thanks be to God, as Paul says, Jesus can save us from anything that is in our lives that causes us not to be tolerant, not to be patient, not to be long-suffering with others, regardless of what it is that they may be doing to us or against us. Okay? And then long-suffering, which I've already alluded to, which is patiently enduring lasting offenses or hardships. You know, so, so what did God do? He patiently endured our offenses. Our sins are an, an offense to God. So forbearance is a quality that God's hold in high esteem. Whether it is manifested, brothers and sisters, as patience, self-control, long-suffering, tolerance, forbearance is a quality that God holds in high esteem and in high regard. You know, forbearance in the Bible is a trait that is usually referred to as a godly character, a godly trait. What does the word of God tell us over there in Romans chapter 2 verse 4 from the King James Version? It tells us, or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, his forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead to repentance? And brothers and sisters, this is just what I was just talking about a few minutes ago. Because of God's forbearance, because of his patience, because of his long suffering, his kindness, it leads us to repentance where we are godly sorrowful for the things that we did that were an offense to God. And then also, brothers and sisters, let's not forget what we are told over in Romans chapter 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 25. And it says that God demonstrated his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. God, because of his love for us, tolerates our sins and passed over sin that had been previously, previously committed, particularly regarding the people of the Old Testament. Before the Holy Spirit came and Jesus came, God tolerated, God endured with long-suffering the sins, especially of his people and the people of the world. You know, God shows his forbearance, his tolerance, and that he, he, he waited, he holds back judgment because of his grace and his mercy, his long-suffering, his tolerance, God holds back judgment that we deserve. You see, brothers and sisters, God did not bring to me early in life, in my 20s, 30s, and 40s, the judgment that I deserve because of my sin. Even though I knew him, professed my salvation, God was long-suffering, and he did not allow judgment, which I deserve, to come forth. He held back the judgment. And he not only does it for me, but for every one of you. All of us, this, this principle of God's tolerance, his, his forbearance, his patience, his kindness, his, his long suffering applies to all of us because we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We, are all sin we have all sinned, and because of sin, death is our reward. But God says, no, no death. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where, O oh, death, is your sin, is your sting? 
God is merciful. God is wonderful. God is loving. God is kind. God is patient. God has forbearance that steps in the way of justice and tells justice, no, not now. The fact that God has his forbearance for us, that God has his patience for us, the fact that God has his love for us, that God has his long suffering for us, brothers and sisters, shall cause us to be on our knees and in his arms as, as believers and followers of Christ. And, and for those that do not know him, for those that do not have a relationship with him, it should also cause you to want to be on your knees asking God for his forgiveness, asking God for salvation. You know, I love the way this is presented in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. And, and this is how we apply this in our lives. This is unpacking this so that it is applicable to our lives, brothers and sisters. In Ephesians 4 and 2, it tells us, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Brothers and sisters, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, Showing love for each other, we endure, we tolerate each other. Okay? That's how we demonstrate this forbearance. We hold back our judgment. We hold back our condensation. We realize that we are no better than the other person. And it's only because of God's grace that we are where we are in life. Whether we're at the highest height of our careers, enjoying the bounty and the fruitfulness of the labor of our hands, remember God said, you did not get there on your own. Yes, you may have worked for it, but it's because God gave you strength to be able to get to where you are. And because you are there, brothers and sisters, you want to thank God that he allowed you through his patience, his love, his forbearance, his long-suffering, and his kindness to be able to achieve the things that you did. And in like manner, you are to be patient and long-suffering and kind toward others, especially those who may look a little different from you, especially those who may talk a little different from you, especially those who may have a different political opinion from you. We ought not like we ought not let the things of the world drive us to the point where we become overwhelmed with grief and frustration and anger because what is going on in the world around us. We ought to be able to say, Lord, forgive them. We ought to be able to say, Lord, help me to love them. We ought to be able to say, Lord, help me to be kind. Help me to be patient until you work it out in their lives. So whether we're talking about the president, whether we're talking about state governors or state senators or U.S. senators and congressmen, whoever it is, whether we're talking about our white brothers, whether we're talking about our oriental brothers or our brown brothers, whoever it is, we're to love everyone. Jesus said, going back to the first group, that you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the second commandment that is like it is to love thy neighbor as thyself. Brothers and sisters, when you exhibit love, you can then exhibit and demonstrate the rest of the fruits. You can then be patient. You can then be long-suffering. You can then be kind to one another as our Lord Jesus, our Father God, will have us to be, brothers and sisters. And then, brothers and sisters, let's look at what it says over in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. It says to put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Hold, pause, stop. We're to put on 
That is going to take on these characteristics. That is going to demonstrate these characteristics that we're about to mention as the elect of God. And who are the elect of God? We are the elect of God. We are the people of God. We are the children of God. And we must demonstrate these things in our lives. If we call ourselves to be Christians, if we call ourselves to be children of God, if we call ourselves to be followers of Christ, we are to be holy and beloved with the bows of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, brothers and sisters, whatever has been done against you, whether you have been falsely accused, whether you have been abused, misused, talked about, brothers and sisters, that's okay. Because we're going to endure this for a short time. But if you hold on to Jesus, if you hold on to God, hold on to his unchanging hand, trust and believe in him, there's a crown that the word says is waiting on you and eternal life. But brothers and sisters, you gotta, you got to allow all of these fruits of the Spirit to be alive, active in your life so that you can live your life in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to God. Holy, without spot or wrinkle. What that means, brothers and sisters, not that you're going to fall because you see, when you fall and you stumble, when you demonstrate those things that are not kind, that are not loving, that are not patient, and you ask for forgiveness, you see, Jesus wipes it all away. He continuously cleanses our slate. Yes, we all get bumps and humps and, and whatever in our slate, but the blood of Jesus covers it. We are washed in the blood such that Jesus and God the Father takes all of our iniquities, all of our sins, and casts them into the sea of forgiveness so that they are remembered no more. Brother and sister, we must exhibit this forbearance. We must exhibit this love, this kindness, this, this graciousness, this mercy to others just as our Father, God, and His Son, Jesus, demonstrate to us. Brothers and sisters, you, you, you can tell I get excited about this. You see, because we just have to let these things rule in our lives. We are to be the salt of the world. We are to allow our light to shine so that people and the world will know that we are Christ's followers. That's what our Lord Jesus said. He said that we're to do this, we're to behave like this, not as the world behaves. So brothers and sisters, uh, in terms of living this out in your life, I would encourage you the next time you're going to say something about anyone, whoever it is, if you're going to do something against anyone, whoever it is, ask yourself, is this uplifting? Does this, does this give glory to God the Father and His Son Jesus? If it is not uplifting, if it is not kind and gentle, if it is not loving, then brothers and sisters, perhaps you shouldn't do it. Think before you act. Work out your salvation, allowing the Holy Spirit to have these fruit of the Spirit acted in your life. Brothers and sisters, I want to thank you. Thank you for your support of this ministry. Thank you for taking time to even watch the fruit of the Spirit. If you've not seen the other three, I certainly encourage you to go back and watch those. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that uh, God loves you. He loves you incredibly. We love you here at Go Your Heart's Outreach Ministry, but God loves you more. Peace and blessings in abundance.